Hello, everybody, and welcome into Senior Living Live. My name is Melissa. As always, I hope you are having a fabulous day today. Well, in this episode of Senior Living Live, we are going to discuss ways to manage family dynamics in senior living. Robin Mitson is a family counselor, and she is going to give you some tips on how to keep the family peace. Robin, you look wonderful today. It is so good to see you. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Thank you, Melissa, for having me. I appreciate it. I'm doing well, thank you. Perfect, excellent, we'd like to hear that. Um, before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Okay, I am a family counselor in the Chicagoland area, and I've been in private practice for about 20 years and in the industry for almost 30. Um, I help families um, get peace, find peace, and um, really get on the same page, and I help guide them and facilitate um, family dynamics of all aspects um, to better have positive outcome. Yeah, uh, and that's something we would all like. And family dynamics are just, uh, they can be challenging. And so that's why we have the discussion here today. So can you discuss what you have seen in your practice or common problems with how we treat our older relatives or parents compared to say other members of the family like siblings and how that affects their dignity and the relationship in general? Well, I think when you, when you have um, an elderly parent or a relative, uh, the family goes through um, turmoil because they go through a little bit of denial. They go through a little bit of um, uh, brazen interaction um, because they don't want to do this part. They don't want to deal with this part. They aren't prepared for this, for this area in their lives and they just don't want to do that. And so what happens is the family breaks down a little bit and goes into some sort of a grieving mode. And some family members um, leave and they just split because it's just too hard. Some are left to do everything. And so they have anger. And um, But when you have some counseling or a third party, a facilitator, a director can help um, bridge those gaps so you can work together for the sake of your family member that really needs uh, the support right now. Yeah, and, and and don't you find perhaps that people maybe wait until it's it's maybe too late or it's really come to a head before they seek a, a, a third party? What would be your suggestion on that end to people? Would it be to get somebody involved immediately? I think that when you see a family member um, get a little older or have uh, um, some issues, health and mental and issues, uh, that you might start having a conversation in the early stages about what um, their life, what, what they want their life to look like. And um, that really helps because if you wait and you get to the end result, you don't get the end result, you, you wait too long, then, then you have big problems. And then they, the family member doesn't know what's going on and they feel um, hurt and lost and, and they mostly seem like they don't get a choice. And I think for my biggest suggestion is to do it early because they, this is their life and they get a say. And if that can happen, then it's in the books and then you have a dialogue and then you have a plan and that matters. So um, early on is, is my biggest suggestion. 
Yeah, it is. It is exactly our motto as well. It's just don't wait until there's an emergency where you take that sort of control away from the individual who is going through all of this. So um, great advice there. Um, Thank you. Now, I know you're currently going through this and, and we're going to take it a step further and discuss a little bit more about caregivers, because that is a really tough job. And many people who are put in that position uh, may not be properly equipped to be in that position. So how can families ease tensions that arise while caring for a loved one? Well, when you do have a plan and you do talk to, if, you, if it does work that way, caregiving um, is essential. Um, and choosing the right caregiver or the right facility or the right assisted living, depending on where your um, relative is at in the stages that they're at, um, again, is essential. Uh, interviewing people, many people, getting uh, all together if you can, um, or having open dialogue with your family members if they're not in the same region um, also matters a great deal. Um, you have to do what's best for your particular family member. Um, everyone is different and everyone has different needs, but trust, integrity, honesty, you know, those are the things that matter to me at least, and I think should matter for your loved one. If you are not present, then you want someone who is very much like you um, to be to fill in during the times you can't, which is probably the caregiver is most important because they are most likely with your parent or family member the most. Yeah, and, and, and I know you recently went through it yourself and trying to, to incorporate all those things to find the right place for your loved one. Um, so what, what maybe tips, maybe from your experience and from your knowledge and just what you do, can you give to somebody uh, to sort of alleviate that, that pressure that comes with trying to find the perfect place for a loved one who needs additional care? Well, again, starting with the actual family member and having a discussion about what what you think is best for them and what in listening, active listening and, and hearing what they want. And sometimes there's a lot of pushback. So what I suggest is getting a third party in to help facilitate, meaning um, a bit of an intervention, not in, a, in a, a terrible way, but in a positive way, an early, early on conversation that would not scare them. And then you start from there. Um, what we did as a family is we um, talked to our mother. We um, learned a whole lot about assisted living. We learned a whole lot about memory care. And then we started interviewing directors and we interviewed caregivers. And we actually spoke to our friends who have been through it, this before. So we had a, ran a gamut that lasted for probably a year and a half or two years before we made our final decision. Um, and in the interim, we hired some caregivers um, personally, privately, um, just, to, uh, just to see what it would be like for a few hours a day while we couldn't be there. And then the ball just rolled, you know, and, and again, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have pushback or family issues and um, everyone wants to say, and, you know, someone really has to take the reins. And that's, that's a high suggestion I have is that you kind of elect one person in the family that is more of the sounding board and can explain to the other family members so they get on board. 
Yeah, and then I guess the final question on that end, because I know a lot of people will see themselves in that that group of individuals you just spoke about. But what if what if the person who's giving the most pushback is the person who needs the help? Well, that's what I'm saying is probably that is correct. And um, you know what I've learned personally uh, is that you kind of go with it as opposed to argue. And my family is a big arguing family, meaning we debate in a healthy way mostly. But when it comes to what we want, or you know, my mother's daughters, as opposed as opposed to what she wants, what we learn to do is just go with it with her and and learn to active listen and try to accommodate it the best we can. Um, because I really do believe that at the end of the day, every single person just wants to be heard. And it's very, very important. It's very important, especially for an older person to not be talked over and to have that dignity and genuine care that they have known and trusted with their family members to have for them. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Well, I know this is really just scratching the surface <laughs> of, um, of, of kind of tips that, that can help people along. I think it's a really good start though. So if somebody wants to, to hear more from you or they wanna you know, talk to you more about this particular subject, um, how can they get in touch with you? Well, I am on all social media. My name is Robin Mitzman, as you said. Um, my phone number is 847-401-5222. And you can always go to my website, which is yourlifecounselor.com. All right, Robin, with a popular practice there in Chicagoland, we, uh, in the Chicago area, we should say, um, we appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule right now to be with us and to help our viewers. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Well, if you enjoyed this video with Robin, please head on over to our website, www.seniorlivinglive.com. There we have a treasure trove of videos all about senior living, and it is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. As always, we appreciate you all watching Senior Living Live. Have a great day, everybody.